1: Hello to all the listeners out there in the internet verse. Thank you for tuning in. And I'm going to jump right to it because we have a really exciting ensemble today as guests, guys. And for all you alternative rock crowd, we have an incredible one. We're talking about The Heavy Hours from Columbus, Ohio. Really, really, really amazing band. They released their debut EP, Wildfire, back in August of this year. And they just hit a mid-1970s pop rock sweet spot, guys. They are really wonderful, kind of newcomers, but critically acclaimed already. They just placed this summer in uh, Wrigley Field. They've played huge venues already. I mean, American Songwriter loves them. Glide Magazine loves them. And that is because they have a big American rock arena sound with heart. You know, something that is, uh, they capture something hard to do and they did it wonderfully so the band sits down with us we have some laughs we hear about their first rehearsals in suburban ohio uh we hear we we hear their stories about pumping themselves up for the stage we hear all kinds of stuff right because what a great band they're gonna be around for a long time guys so just um tune in buckle up because these people are gonna hit it big their uh EP Wildfire, by the way, was produced by Simon Felice, who did the Lumineers, Matt Mason, and the Avid brothers, and they've written songs with people like Dan Auerbach as well. So trust me when I say guys you want to get on the heavy hours train quick, you wanna do it pronto. So all new listeners, welcome to j Concerts the podcast. We do ask you for 30 seconds of your time to click subscribe button, give us a little review. As you know, those things help a lot in the algorithm. We're continuing to grow. And it's because of stuff like this that you are listening audience does for the show. Without further ado, guys, let me take you to a great chat with the heavy hours on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast.
0: All right. Can you speak? I can speak. Okay. (laughs) We can hear you.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Look at you guys. Look at what is going on in our show today. Awesome to have you guys.
0: Thank you.
1: Absolutely. You know, when a band comes in, like, you know, with such great sound, like, like the, the one that you guys have, you know, we, we just get charged up, guys. That's what we live for. So we're thrilled to have you guys, the heavy hours. Of course, Michael, AJ, Jonathan. Uh, it's, who's not joining us?
0: Uh, Flint, our drummer. He's in uh, Nashville right now.
1: Flint is here, where we're recording from in Nashville. But but, but welcome, guys, and uh, you guys just released a kick-ass EP, of course, Wildfire. out Now, wherever you consume your music, but uh, yeah, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you,
2: thank you. Thanks for having us. We're excited.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, guys, let me start with this. You know, on research, you know, just looking at the stuff and like your live performances, just this past summer and 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 just from before, you guys have a great blend of like energy, but at the same time, mindfulness. So, you know, when I was thinking about this and, and maybe let me ask Mike this, right? Like, what is your pre-show ritual to get to this stage? Because I remember one time, like, for example, I I, I was in Nassau and I, and I was like, next to Green Day when they were doing it and they started beating each other up before they hit the stage. What is <laughs> what is like your ritual to get to that state?
2: Oh, man, that's a, that's a good question. I think lately we've been trying to honestly like have a pre-show ritual just so we can like do the same thing before every show have some consistency um you know because we want to go out there and and you know give our best every night and not have any bad nights or anything like that so having consistency and like everything we do is is good but uh that's been a relatively new thing you know i think before a pre-show ritual was like me and maybe some of the other guys just like being nervous for a show but I think that that's, that's a gone away a little bit. And now we just try to kind of hang out and, and calm each other down and just be excited for the moment, you know, just like really be looking forward to going out there and playing on stage. Our picture yeah. of right now is a lot like
0: uh, what happens before you leave on a family vacation. It's like, <laughs> did everybody go to the bathroom. <laughs> go to the bathroom <laughs> one more time and then we can do it.
1: Oh my God. I love that. I love that guys. And, um, but the nerves never go away, right? Like you hear some of these legendary acts the react saying that they never go away. You just learn how to like dance with them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would say, yeah, they, the nerves, the excitement, it never, definitely never goes away. I think if they ever did, that would be, that would probably be a problem, but, um, I, I think, I think they're definitely like changing from nerves to genuine excitement, which I think has really been a fun transition for us where instead of like nervous energy, it's excited energy.
1: I love that. I love that. Jonathan, let me ask you this, by the way, because some of the shows you guys have been playing lately have been incredible. I mean, you guys played Wrigley Field, you know, you guys played Summerfest in Wisconsin. I mean, huge crowds. The energy was electric, heard great stuff about your set guys. How was it to go, you know, from, early in the summer just easing into shows small shows last year no shows to really like not kicking up to like a hundred like in such a short period of time was it like a little jarring
3: I mean I guess jarring would be a great term but like I don't know every day we get to do this when we get to play shows I just keep telling myself like if it ended today I've I've had a wonderful you know couple of years like playing shows with these guys and like Every, every step we take just seems to be more exciting. And yeah, I, I, I'm just trying at this point not to take any of it for granted and just appreciate every, you know, everything we get as it comes. And yeah.
1: Right on. Right on. You know, and one of the things that we love here about the heavy hours, guys, is really each of you guys are so special and unique. I mean, each, each one of you has like your own skills, your talents, you're like a super group in a way. Okay. Um, it, it, it's incredible, like AJ, for example, right? Not only do you shred the guitar, but you, you're a successful entrepreneur. You have a great printing and like creative studio, design studio, you, you started architecture. I'd imagine you're very artistically fulfilled in every way, AJ, right? right? Like for an artist like you, how important is it to be able to focus on the music while knowing that all your other like artistic inklings are being itched basically?
0: Uh, yeah, so the band is a very interesting phenomenon, because it is, you know, it's the music side of my passion in life, you know, get a just sort of hunker down and be focused on being a songwriter and a guitarist. And um, what's kind of cool for me is that we have hired um, photographers and designers and artists to help Uh, spend their efforts on our album art and our uh, visual image and so it's actually been sort of a relief and also it's been very cool to see other artists do for our band what I've done in the past for for other bands Um, it's cool to be on this side of the equation
1: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and uh yeah for sure and Michael you know that's a great point that AJ is bringing. But, you know, listening to the new EP, I mean, the songwriting just gets to you, Michael. It's just like really like to the chest. I mean, like, for example, in Desperate Days, the fact that you can say something like, when you're here in the morning light, it gets us through the night, desperate days, but it feels so wrong. Lord, when the feeling is gone, how can we carry on? Like this this shit is just bananas, Michael. Like it's unbelievable. Do you walk around with like a notepad? Do you walk around with some sort of diary, like writing down poetry, which which this is in essence, keeping track of your thoughts, you know, like the poems in a journal.
2: Oh man. Um, you know, I, I wish it was that, that organized, you know, and then like I walked around like this deep thinking person, (laughs) but, um, I think it's more spontaneous than that. Like, I think in a, in a very like 21st century way, like I have my, my notepad thing on my phone that I'll, uh, that I'll like type out things that come to me or song ideas or whatever. But, um, Yeah it's just usually weird you know like I think songs and ideas and lyrics always like hit us three because we all we all write the songs like at the weirdest times you know like when we're not trying to write a song or like I've gotten texts from AJ and John you know at like two in the morning like oh this melody just popped into my head take a listen to this it's like (laughs) some like terrible voice memo with like horrible quality at 2am and I'm like there's something there that's really cool so I think, like, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's more of a spontaneous thing that just kind of comes and you don't really know when it's going to strike you again.
1: I love, love it. I love it. Like, g- guys, share with me the process a little bit here that, that Michael just talks about. Do you guys, in, a, in do you guys kind of like just get together and jam no vocals sometimes and like see what comes of it? Like, guide me through this.
0: Yeah, whenever we are, whenever we're, you know, jamming or whenever we're uh, working through something that's sort of half-baked, whenever we're going through a song idea, um, we don't ever have organized, you know, the lyrics come last, but what comes first is sort of this like word salad or sort of like inaudible chanting, you know, like we we are very focused on vocal melodies. We love Mm. them. And so when there's no lyrics, we just sort of, into the microphone or shout nonsense. And so right. you, are, you are right, there's no lyrics, but we do treat the voice as sort of an instrument of its own to find out where it's gonna lie.
1: I love that. And, and Jonathan, you know, there's this obviously the, the, the story of how you guys started out, you know, in a suburban home abandoned. It's iconic at this point. But share with me a little bit, like, what memories do you have, Jonathan, of these first couple rehearsals? And when did you know, like, man, like these guys are actually like, they're actually cool guys that can play. Like, I think I can stand them and they can stand me.
3: <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, I think one of the greatest things about this band is... We were friends long before we ever started playing music together. We you know lived in grimy you know packed houses in college together uh, you know we eat fast food every night we're, you know we just like we were just we just literally hung out all the time and then you know one day it just kind of organically occurred that we just you know got into a space together we are like let's play music and for a while it was really bad <laughs> was like, you know you we had no idea what we were doing we didn't know how to be in a band um but i would say you know one of the coolest things that happened by just you know continuing to maintain our friendships with one another and continuing to get together is like eventually all of our egos you know got left at the you know left at the table and we were able to pitch ideas like these weird 2am, you know, terrible audio recordings. And, you know, if it works, it works. And if it didn't, nobody, you know, felt insulted or offended. And I think that's like the best environment to write music together and to play music together is when people come together, they bring their art. And if it works, you know, keep it and make it as good as you could possibly make it. And if it doesn't work, you know, no, no harm, no foul. Yeah yeah
1: so it's amazing you're saying this Jonathan because like looking at you guys live you know just the way you guys communicate on stage it's almost non-verbal and it's, it's like it's like you guys understand each other's language you know in a way like Michael like you know like I, I saw you like the way you communicate with Flint for example he's not here but like it's almost like you're giving him a smirk and like he knows what you're doing like is that <laughs> process is that because of this chemistry that you guys have built over the years yeah
2: I think so for sure you know we've always Um, you know, tried to be friends first and, like, really put an emphasis on just, like, honestly just being as good as we can to each other and, you know, being there for each other outside of music and just being good friends and, you know, there for each other's families and stuff like that. So we just, I think that was just a big emphasis. We didn't want to, like, feel like we were a band just, like, mismatched together just for the point of playing music that we really wanted to emphasize the friendship thing. And we also just, you know, I think... We take it seriously, and we have um, just put a big, another really big emphasis on like we want to try to be as good of a band as we possibly can. Like we we love the the practice part of being in a band. We love like working through songs and the hard part, the non glamorous part. Just because you know if people are gonna come out and pay to see us play music, we want to make sure that we have the the best product we can for them we want to make sure they don't waste their money we want to we just want to put on really really good live show so we just have practice a lot and I think that kind of pays off
1: yeah and you guys sure as heck are doing that and then, you know AJ talk to me about the dual Lipa cover as well because talking about quality hardcore first of all I mean you guys spend a lot of time here in Nashville and you know sometimes covers are like frowned upon in this town but what you guys did it's like you really reinvented it and like took it to another level where like just tell me a little bit about like when you guys like first approached this idea was any of you like are we is is this risky and like how it kind of developed into a really great thing that you guys said here
0: uh yeah so it's funny because over the past few years our friends uh, have always asked us to cover a pop song they've always asked us like oh my gosh you should Try your guys' hand at Taylor Swift or uh, Dua Lipa, stuff like that. And finally, our manager joined that uh, bandwagon, and he was like, I think you guys should give it a try. And so we went up to Woodstock, New York, and we recorded with Simon Felice who um, and David Barron, uh, the, the two guys that produced our EP and our record, um, and we just sort of turned this pop song with a thousand layers into guitar vocals and a little bit of synth. And it was, I really enjoyed, I think we all really enjoyed taking this super produced uh, song and making it our own style.
1: Yeah, you certainly did that. You certainly did that. Guys, you guys have been so good with your time. Thank you. I do want to ask you about Ohio, just the Buckeye stand in general, because I love Ohio. I used to spend a lot of time there because my ex-wife, sorry, my ex-wife is, um, was from Ohio, is from Ohio. So I used to go to a lot to like Youngstown area and all that. I loved it, loved, um, you know, the whole culture, the people like yourselves and the music it really is like an underrated, like musical. I mean, the pretenders, the black keys, you guys now are coming out of it. Can you just like tell us a little bit about what makes Ohio music so special? Because it's really special. It's really unique.
0: I don't know if I had if I had to put my finger on it, I would say in Ohio there's nothing stopping you from creating a band and uh, making music. I mean, you know, it's not expensive to live here. There's no shortage of garages to practice in. <laughs> there's parking on the street. Right. Uh, you know, there's the, the Craigslist out here is very very deep and wide with music
1: <laughs> I love it it's like the dark web I love it
2: <laughs> yeah Ohio is the dark web of the music yeah. industry and I think like when we were talking with Dan when we wrote with him down in Nashville um and of course Dan Auerbach
1: for my audience you guys wrote with yeah. Dan Auerbach yeah. of the Black Keys yeah mm-hmm.
2: yes yeah. and uh you know it, it was fun talking to him about because he's from Ohio too and just talking about our home state and I think there's just like a certain like blue collar like attitude that you just kind of like want to go try something and like work for something and, and put all of your effort into it and see if it works out. And I think that's what, that's what kind of he did. And, you know, he's just like a a blue collar Ohio guy that just works really, really hard at being a guitarist. And so just kind of a, Yeah, I think that kind of attitude seeps into a lot of the music around
1: here. I love it. I love it. Because as you guys keep growing, you're going to keep that hunger, that grit, that hustle. And that's going to take you guys far. And you guys are very talented. So thank you guys so much for joining us. What a great great band. Great chat. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: You've been listening to the J-Rod Concerts Podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.